0: Hello, this is Wah well, from Mistakes of, of Youth. You're listening What's to the,
1: the right? anime. She did a... anime? anime.
0: Okay, I'm going to get it right. Any Gamer's Podcast. Don't edit that. <laughs>
1: Welcome to the Annie Gamers Podcast. I'm here at the New York Anime Festival 2009 with two special guests, Aaron and Noah from the Ninja Consultant Podcast. Hey! Hi there. So, uh, let's just start off with uh, what you guys think of the convention. Mm, well, you have to, I know because we're, we're eating. actually in the middle of
0: a delicious meal.
2: <laughs> we're kicking it Dave and Joel style. Yep, by um, Eating while well recording.
0: This, uh... What are these? Oh, I got these sweet and salty granola bars. That's
2: what I'm. Eating. I have a Weight Watchers fruit and nutty bar.
1: I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I haven't tried it yet. It we might fin- be good.
2: We finished ours. Peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Oh,
1: okay. But uh, this con, uh, I don't
2: know. It was alright.
0: Yeah, it was.
2: I must at an industry stuff.
0: Today, there was a yokai panel. Uh, Japanese spirits. I got to watch an episode of the new Gegege no Kitaro, which was awesome.
2: is it from 2005 or 2006? Um, 2006, I think.
0: But the panel was also hosted by two people who do yokai-inspired fashion, Mm -hmm. which was not what I was expecting at all. Uh, And, I don't know, fashion's kind of beyond me, so (laughs) I don't have much to say about that. But uh, the idea of using uh, yokai to design Clothing. Oh, I thought the yokoso. Right.
2: I thought the yokoso Japan people were running it, selling their tour of their yokai tour. I, I they think they were they it were
0: sponsoring. Later? No, no, they were sponsoring oh, it. Right. It is a yokai tour that uh, this travel agency offers. Um, so I don't know. We were kind of thinking about doing that at some point anyway.
2: Oh yeah, are
0: you uh, on board? <laughs> yeah, I was totally oh, on you board. Like we just
2: we don't you have the money to, right now. Did you already explain what yokai are?
0: Uh, Japanese so, spirits. Traditional the, Japanese ghost. So. In the Shinto tradition, everything and anything has a spiritual embodiment, sort of a consciousness. Animism. So, right, it's an animistic religion, so rocks, trees, sewing uh, needles, needles soda cans. there's a yokai for every one of them.
2: If you've ever seen Kamichu, that's a Shinto yeah. thing, because there's like a little god of everything, including like vending machines and stuff, mm-hmm. and CDs. But that's a little different. That, those are gods, not yokai.
0: And they're not evil. Oh, yokai are They're like, not good.
2: If you don't take care of your umbrella for a right. long time and you leave it in a room for 50 years, it can become a yokai. And it becomes the umbrella yokai, which is like a famous one. It's really goofy looking. It has one eye and hops around one foot.
1: And if
0: you don't clean your bathtub, the scum liquor comes along, mm. and it's just gross. There's and that's the thing tongue. about yokai. It's like they're not actively malevolent, most of them. Some of them can get angry, uh... Be murderous,
1: but for the most part,
2: oh no! A fly landed. A fly, fly, fly is on the microphone. This is gonna be amazing. My
1: friends, a fly is on the microphone. You yeah. can probably hear him right now.
2: Help me! <laughs> Help me! <laughs> inspecting. It. Yeah. I wonder what kind of noise that made. <laughs> probably not much.
1: Yeah, probably. Okay, uh,
2: here. Get out. What? Get oh out? no! My sandwich. Oh,
0: on sandwich. <laughs> that is really beyond the pale.
2: But there's a there's a manga that's uh, a world manga, and oh, uh, called Yokiden from Del Rey. Actually, this is relevant today. Various news where uh, so Yokaden is drawn and written by a girl who is Canadian and she just graduated from art school not too long ago. She has her own web comic that I think has something to do with space coyotes. Maybe that's her nickname online. Um, but she's most famous for drawing the Simpsons in a manga version. So she drew everyone from the cast from the Sim- I mean mm. an anime version of the Simpsons. So it's all the entire cast of every character in the Simpsons standing in front of the couch watching the TV, like in the opening theme song, except where they're all drawn anime style. It really got passed around on art and things like that, and Delray contacted her, and we were like, hey, want to do a comic for us? Got any ideas? And she was like, uh, because in art school she'd been working on, I think a, like a yokai-related video game, so she had all this research material, and she's like, yeah, I'll, how about something with yokai? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. It's really funny, like, it's funnier is the jokes in the back of the book that are based on the plot of the story, and they're like these four-panel gags, but if you haven't read the story, just read the comics in the back. work. She's doing the art for a book that has been announced already, that uh, my friend Allison, who's been on our podcast many times in the past, Allison has her own book that she's doing, Slave Labor Graphics, that's a time-traveling samurai story, but Allison is helping write a book that's... A prequel to Avatar: The Last Airbender, uh, all about Zuko and his backstory. Mm. There's also another manga from Delray that's like um, a version of the movie version of Airbender, of in a book. Yeah. And I don't. She's not really involved with that. She's co-writing the Zuko prequel book with Dave Roman, who also did the X-Men Misfits Del Rey retelling. Yeah. It it had some moments. The beast, is really, the beast is really cute in that one. <laughs> no comment. We know Dave really well, so it's awkward. But that uh, was drawn by someone else. Anyway.
1: Yeah, so like on the topic of Del Rey, there were, uh, there were a good number of industry panels. Not as many as I, I think were here in previous years, as far as I remember. Well, it's because Probably. there is
0: much of the yeah. industry it's left. True.
1: right?
2: <laughs> well, Yen Press wasn't here. Yeah, that's like, that, that, that
1: was, I think, the big thing that was missing. Because I mm-hmm. know last year we had... Viz and Del Rey and Yen, all here. So there was a big manga presence. Yeah. Uh, so what did you guys think of the announcements that we got? There weren't a ton, but uh, Del Rey. Were you at the panels? Yeah, I was. What was 100? the
2: thing that? What was that thing that Sony announced?
1: Sony. When? I wasn't here. It the was game of the day re- Friday.
2: No, it was on Saturday. Um, okay. They announced um, an anime that. Um. It was surprising no one had picked it up, and they announced that they had it. During their oh, music J wow. music panel, so oh, wow. that sounds weird. There, like so, so they're hear. distributing it on their own. I don't even know. Hmm. Wait, maybe Sony uh, does distribute some anime like Sony does Sony like Pictures. Paprika sort of yeah,
1: yeah, Paprika. So hmm. they do anime. They just usually do big triple A titles because they do it with uh, Sony Pictures International or whatever.
2: Yeah, but now yeah. I forget what title.
1: It's a series, though. Maybe. Awesome. <laughs> Very good. We're very specific. <laughs> You're a journalist.
2: Look, like it's all going to be on uh, Geo is telling, mentioning it, or the reverse thieves were. So it's all going to be on there. Yeah,
1: you can find it on the internet somewhere. Yeah. Uh, and actually, Del Rey, what was really interesting with their uh, new licenses is they are all from previous uh, authors who have worked with Del Rey before. Mm. And uh, I I heard some comments that it might be because Kodansha is holding back all of the the good licenses for themselves because Kodansha is now moving into the American market. Mm-hmm. So uh, just a, an interesting thing that, that Del Rey usually gets all their licenses from Kodansha so now they have to rely only on, uh, yeah, on these series that might not do too well for them because if something's gonna do well, Kodansha wants it for themselves. Right.
2: Yeah, well now there are like three companies in America that deal with Kodansha licenses. Um, Kodansha themselves and Del Rey and Vertical also. Oh, this yeah, yeah. So they have to, like, split up titles between three companies. But Konnichi is so huge, I don't really see that as a big problem. Um, I have to open up my computer and look at what the licenses were that were announced. They announced a couple of uh, key books, or Viz announced a couple of eki books, new, mm. not books, Eki online.
1: Right, sigiki.com. Yeah. Yeah, Viz um, is uh, interesting. They didn't have too many big announcements uh, but they're doing a lot of really interesting stuff with like the Signature line and that sort of stuff and it's like it's really cool that they're getting so big compared to uh, a lot of other companies just that they're like they're able to do all that growth and use all the Naruto and the One Piece mm-hmm. to sort of allow them to go into the Signature and the Viz Kids and uh, the story line which is the their sci-fi fantasy novel line for those mm-hmm. who don't know uh, did you guys check any of the Tomino stuff out? I, I had Q&A. to... I can't handle... Audience Q&A <laughs>
0: <laughs> drives me through the roof. I know the feeling. And so, Aaron only got me in the room by promising that all of the questions had been submitted through A&N Yeah, vetted first. And when that was not actually the case... Well,
2: no, what happened was they answered two questions that were yeah. sent in through a and And then Tomino to looked at the line of people and said, you know, let's stop this. I just want to answer questions to people that are actually. He's, here. Yeah,
1: he's he, he was so interesting. I've never seen a, a guest like that where he was just like they had this whole thing planned out with the questions submitted in advance, and he's like, ah, screw it. Actually, I'm just going to answer these questions from the audience. Yeah, well, you
0: can you can do what you want when, when you're you you no. Yes, yeah, when, when you have that no. stature and that also that that age. I mean, he's an old guy, right? Uh, and he seemed
1: like a very nice guy. Uh, <laughs> But he, he did call himself a super enemy at a certain point. You, you were right there. Well, he no, no, no. I, I okay. heard about it later yeah. that
0: uh, he has reached an age, it's sort of the same thing. You know, never trust anyone over thirty. Where the the older the older you are, the, the, older more you are the, an enemy. the more vested your interest in keeping things the same. Yeah. And so in his in his works, it's frequently the younger generation that is, uh, you know. They're idealistic. They have virtuous uh, uh, goals,
1: and the old guard kind of keeps them down. So yeah. he's now part of the old guard, which is uh, interesting and interestingly enough similar to the theme in Megazone Two Three Part Two, which is uh, Nobu Ishiguro, and that's all like about. It's very specifically all about the like about youth and like not wanting to grow up and become part of that status quo. Uh,
0: very much so, and also xenophobia and wanting to isolate yourself <laughs> from any outside yeah. sources or ideas that could upset the status quo. Uh, although I, Megazone 23 is, is cool because it sort of posits that the mid-80s were like <laughs> the, the apex of human civilization. It's <laughs> very
2: cool. That's part one, though. Megazone 23 part one. Does it get different in part two? Part two is a little different. Yeah,
0: very different, actually. Am I wrong? I don't. Uh, I've seen them all, but uh, this is not. It's been a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but it's still. It's still the same sort of '80s style. Yeah, sure. it is. It
2: yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, which is great. Uh, oh, right. The new announcements. Like uh, Dell announced the Library Wars manga. Which, like, oh right. We watched the anime. It was really kind of dull. Oh, we, we didn't. We didn't. Yes, we didn't really you did fall asleep. But, uh, what is it like
1: compared to like *Read or Die*? It's what I, uh, the first thing that came into my yeah. head when I heard it. Well, <laughs> no, 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 no.
2: It's lower really, it's it's budget. It's,
1: it's a way. fine concept, and for all I
0: know, it gets much better later on, and maybe, you know, maybe worthwhile. The problem is, at least to me, it didn't. Like the conceit doesn't make sense. The <laughs> idea that that you have two branches of the same government that
1: are Essentially, at war with each other. Oh, is, so the library is a part of the government, and there's a yes. part of the government that wants to get rid of the library. By yes, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. And yeah that fight. doesn't make any and sense. And so <laughs> the, the government funds them both.
2: And they fight with guns.
1: It doesn't like, make sense. That's it's the biggest waste of money, money so. you could possibly have. Taxpayers would be getting really, really pissed.
2: Well, I could, I so? can see
0: situations where this might be the case,
1: but it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't
0: be sort of a. A state-run sort of organization. If you had a library crew that was full of insurgents, that might be different. But then <laughs> one amazing. of the thing that it's it's just like all sort of military anime and manga, they put so much emphasis on uniforms and costuming. And if you're, a, you know, an insurgent, you don't get to wear a crisp
1: uniform. You know, and so I had, I had a similar problem with Gundam 00 where there's all these people who are like supposed to be terrorists, but they're all like very respectable and wearing nice clothes and things.
0: <laughs> yeah, I actually I felt the same way, and it was Clarissa on Anime World Order who really uh, stuck it to me. Like, like <laughs> she uh, okay. she she argued contrary. Like she really? she said that within within the world it, it makes you know perfect hmm. sense. I don't know. I'm not a huge Gundam fan.
2: Um and the uh, Grand Guignol Orchestra, which I don't, <laughs> I don't know anything about it, but I, all we know about it is by the author of Godchild and Angel Sanctuary. What is so it called? So those are two titles I would not like. Grand uh, Guignol Orchestra? G- yeah, great. It's a weird name. G U I G N O L. Oh,
0: Grand Guignol. Guignol. Yeah. Just like Guignol. in uh, the the ending to, Signare Ozzetto Sensei. It's like. Uh... It's, um, it's theater. That's what, I, I don't know what the title is, but uh, I mean, I don't know what the title is about, but you Yall is like, uh, oh, it's kind of hard to explain in 20th century terms. But in 19th century terms, it's like a very bloody play oh. where there was a lot of special effects to make oh. it like horrible. So they would stage these things where, like, people's arms would get chopped off, and of course, there's actors, but a lot of of, uh, preparation and work was was put into making the prop arms so they would fall off in a realistic fashion, and blood would spray everywhere. That that makes kind of sense
2: because, like, Godchild has a lot of it's like a murder gothic 1800s type title yeah and Angel Sanctuary is just really fucked up where (laughs) I'm like are we allowed to swear on this where it's about uh, like siblings there's some incest thing and there's just an end of the world like demons and people maybe there aren't demons I don't know I think it's bloody as well Mm. I watched it a really long time I think it's a CPM title (laughs) Uh,
1: actually speaking of CPM we just got out of the CPM retrospective which uh I think you guys enjoyed it was a lot of right? Fun. Yeah, yeah
2: very much so. Yeah. Tom Whalen ran it uh, and it was like former Central Park Media employees sharing their stories of working there and a lot of other people who worked for their work for them also showed up in the audience and they had a few photo office photos and that a was lot of hit. office photos, yeah. Like a handful of like here's the fun we had.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: it, it's it's great. I mean, we 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 know these guys and we know a lot of people who passed through CPM, so it was Fun to sort of.
2: Yeah, my friend Amber worked there. and We played Hero Clicks a couple of times. Yeah, apparently we were in some of their photos, yeah. but they didn't. They didn't show those, <laughs> didn't show which
0: those. is too bad because uh, that would have been very humorous. Yeah, I
2: kind of wonder what I looked like at that point. But it might have been when I was really fat.
0: CPM, that whole crew, they're 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 nuts, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So like all of them are are just wacky people, and yeah. there are so many stories that while CPM was actually a business, couldn't be told. Exactly. And so now they can tell, maybe not all of them,
1: but they can tell many of them. Yeah. yeah. On, the, on that note actually, I thought it was really cool, just since I go to so many industry panels for news, to have them essentially be up there as if they were representatives from a company, but it's a company that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So when someone asks them a question, they could be like, yeah, we didn't do that because of this. Or we screwed up. Or like, yeah. I really hated that dub. Which, yeah. like, Adam Sheehan couldn't stand up and be like, God, you know, that one part in the dub in Soul Eater is just so crappy.
2: Yeah, you know?
0: <laughs> I am so totally with you, and one of the reasons why I don't go to industry panels is because you cannot get a straight answer. Uh, That's the job of the
1: press to try to mean that straight answer out of them. Right, but if you get it and you print it, you're like... <laughs> you, you're you 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 They will... won't
2: send you review copies right. anymore. <laughs> Which is like a strange Which is why, thing. yes, well like,
0: th- this is the problem with, with you know journalism all around, not just in... in anime world yeah. but just in general is that uh, everyone's owned mm. and you you have to say nice things or
1: you get cut off and you no longer have the access yeah, to it's the story the
2: newspapers owned by a certain company and uh, that company has a lot of subsidiaries yeah. and whatever. even
1: in blogging a lot of what you get comes from like the respect that you get from people in the industry yeah. so like if everybody in the industry hates you they won't like answer your questions or give you information or send you review copies yeah it's true yeah. and
0: there there are some uh Game journalists and, and yeah. anime journalists who have been able to get around that by having a really strong brand on their own, I think that it's amazing that the Penny Arcade guys. Uh, not only did they sort of become this cultural force, but I think it's really true. They've never phoned in a review. You know, they've never. Uh, they only accept advertising from titles that they enjoy and can legitimately, uh, you know, promote. And they've never reviewed something well that they didn't like, or poorly that they did like. Uh, and so, you, you know, you go there and you know that you're going to get a certain degree of integrity. Yeah, that's a, that's a
1: good point. Um, just, okay. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to
2: look at other new licenses. What was there?
1: Didn't Funimation announce some things? I wasn't there for their panel.
2: Uh, I don't think they announced much. I mean, they, sure. they
1: did not announce much. Uh, there it was, it was something that they did
2: mention, that. Uh, um, the...
1: Whatever, they sent out some press releases that
2: I saw. They're doing, uh, a One Piece simulcast, after some an Emmy.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a pretty um, big deal, right? Or yeah. nominated for an Emmy. Didn't win No, yet, it won. It? Oh, it did?
2: Yeah, it won something. Huh. Or I think it wrote down, what it? Because that's what people were telling me on Twitter as well. It won an Emmy in outstanding individual achievement in the animation. Mm-hmm. And Shihan said, it's a real Emmy. It doesn't have chocolate in it. I checked. Oh. <laughs> oh
0: I'm both happy and sad for him.
2: I, oh, because then you could have had versus chocolate? Yeah. Uh, they're doing uh, the Dragon Ball series, like, uncut on a big DVD box. I think uh, they
1: mentioned that at Oticon, actually.
2: Yeah, I can so Blast, Blast Rider.
1: Oh, boy. That sounds like a winner. Wonderful.
2: I uh, know. Uh, drago not. Oh, another <laughs> one. Another one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh I don't know And then just They love blade. them
1: some gonzo Really
2: uh, And I guess They're doing XTV And the OVA I thought it was mm. X the movie Like the clamp series Where it's It's kind of dull Oh I think their big announcement Was that they're Re-releasing all of Initial B Oh yeah Including the stages Each season is a stage That uh, Tokyop never did When they did DVDs and new English dub, uncut, all the original music. I guess Tokyo Pop didn't get all the music rights, but God, who cares? Yeah, like, really. Yeah. Big, big news like, is Initial
0: D. You, you yeah. don't have any big news. What got me
2: was that people were excited about that. People in the room applauded. Like, not a ton, initial D. but a significant number of people of in the room were like, oh, yay, you saved Initial D. It's really like... <laughs> de- Curses. <laughs> like Del Rey is saving Licensed Samurai Deeper Kyo, the manga. And I'm like, you poor saps that are, like, reading it to the last volume. How? There's no way I, that could be good.
1: Yeah. Right? I, I've i only read, like, the first volume of that, and I was, like, I just threw it down. I was like, I'm not reading this. Yeah. <laughs> Samurai Deeper Kyo. I hate
2: that. So our friends were working on, um, one of my brother's friends worked on a, oh, sorry, a little yeah. vehicle just whizzed by. Uh, they were working on closed captioning Samurai Deeper Kyo, because they were working on a closed captioning company, and they were like, wait, doesn't that... So they were just like they didn't. They're not really anime fans, and they were like, "What's up with Samurai D for Kyo?" And I'm like, "I don't know. I don't watch that show. Yeah. It's crappy." And they were like, "Yeah, it's really crappy. Every line is like, Kyo! Yeah. <laughs> I like, hey, Kyo!" He
0: said he had to listen to that over and over because he was doing the captioning. Yeah, yeah,
1: drove him nuts. Oh my he god! He still went
2: insane. It still says it like just randomly. Um.
1: Did you? Uh, so you? I mentioned this before the podcast. You guys didn't see uh, Senko Roll, right? No, no. it looked good though. yeah, I thought it was really interesting because it like it it's obviously by one guy. Which is, right. Like, mostly by one guy, but then some little We're help here like there, which is really cool. I yeah.
2: I never really I'm always like, yeah, but you got your friend to help and you just didn't.
1: Well, or, I like I looked at the, the credits and like the, the credits credit. don't just have him. It's not like it's not like some YouTube video where it's like written, produced, yeah. and edited and posted. <laughs> I'm sorry. By Son Goku Super Saiyan 44. It's like, it was, uh... Oh, wow, you've seen my videos. That's great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That'd uh, be but what, it,
1: it said, like, written, directed, and animated by... I can't remember his name right now. Sorry, director dude. Uh, and then, he, the credits just keep going on with all the people who, like, helped with sound production mm-hmm. and all these other things. So, yeah. like, it, you know, it wasn't just him.
2: Yeah, it's never completely alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But,
1: uh... It was really interesting, it reminded me a lot of Fooly Cooly,
2: because
1: uh, it, it takes place in this in a city, and it's got a lot of things being, like, sort of, a lot of buildings just being destroyed by these big white monsters that, like, mm. change shapes and stuff, and uh, it, it's hard to describe, like, what, what reminded me of it, it's just something about that setting and the way it, it had that very fluid animation and just, like, weird shapes fighting each other and things like that. And uh, it also had a really understated romantic subplot, like this girl and the guy who meet and they sort of like each other, but nothing is ever said. Mm-hmm. Which is sort of like, *Coolie Coolie* had a ton of sex references, but that th- I thought that the romantic plot was like a little more subdued than. Right. Well, what show. what mm-hmm.
0: what what I'm always struck by when rewatching pretty Coolie* is how it's about going through puberty. Yeah. I mean, it's about making sense of romantic feelings and sexual feelings, and what that sort of it, it gets sublimated and then comes out again as these cross-dimensional adventures yeah. uh, with things popping out of your face. Yeah. Um. I I haven't seen the new one. I mean, I, I really like to. Uh, so
2: oh, maybe we'll. First. Yeah. It's like a half an hour thing.
1: Yeah, it was... It was, like, because
2: it was theatrical released in Japan? Uh, That's
1: what they I, said I on
2: uh, the Aniplex panel.
1: I know we got it surprisingly fast. Like, it was released in Japan, and then, like, a month later in Canada, and oh, then okay. a month later in America or something like that. Like, Ooh. it was really quick. And this is the first time that anybody in America has seen it, you know, that people have seen it online, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But it's yeah, the first the time theatrical it's been officially shown, yeah. yeah. I thought it was really interesting. It's not, you know, not perfect, but it's one guy. It's, like, sort of how, like, Voices of a Distant Star is really, like, if you don't realize it's by one guy, you're like, uh oh, that's sort bad. of dumb. Yeah. But you're like, you're, oh, it's one person did that. That's really interesting.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I'll actually, I'll, I'll uh,
0: defend Voices of a Dif- uh, Distant Star. I actually like it a lot. Uh, I think it's a, a very
1: strong piece of science fiction. I thought it was um, very well written, but I just, like, it didn't look... Well, the animation is not. Yes,
0: I can't. It's passable, and you're right. Right. When you know it's one person from that perspective, from the production aspect, uh, yes, it's it's really astonishing that that uh, I forget now. You did it what over the course of three years and and several different computer setups and stuff like that. um, And it's this was now what six years ago I think that that came out something like that. Uh, So six years later, I'm surprised that there haven't been more of that type of thing. And Mm. uh, in, gosh, what was it now? Uh, One of Gibson's novels is Pattern Recognition, William Gibson. uh, He talks about how technology now allows for what he calls the garage Kubrick. It's someone who, as a complete outsider, just with what they have available to them in their sort of immediate, in their house really, in their garage, they can put together an artwork that it's not collaborative, it's entirely their own vision, and potentially push it out to millions and millions of people.
1: Uh, that's
2: what someone told me that they thought about. Oh, oh.
1: we are being told to leave. Uh, that's the end. of this podcast (laughs) there you go (laughs) goodbye everybody (laughs) so even though the new york anime festival still had about an hour of scheduled programming left the security people working in the convention center sort of just kicked us out of the little dining area where we were recording our podcast and Aaron, noah and i were sort of ready to go back home so we didn't really record any more of the podcast If you'd like to find out more about the Ninja Consultant podcast, you can find Aaron and Noah at ninjaconsultant.com. As for us, Annie Gamers is both a blog and a podcast. You can check the blog out at AnnieGamers.com and the podcast at podcast.anniegamers.com. As for other ways of finding us, you can get our RSS feed at feeds2.feedburner.com. You can subscribe to us and review us on iTunes, and you can also join our Facebook fan page. If you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason to let us know what you think of the show or suggest guests or topics to have on the show, just email us at podcast at Next time, I'll be discussing shoujo anime and manga with the Reverse Thieves. See you then. Fly is on the microphone.